Hi, this is Niu Niu. Welcome to the second season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. In this podcast series, I'll take you to meet some inspiring Chinese figures whose wisdom and thoughts have been and still are guiding us along the way. Gently singing "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star" may lull a baby to sleep, but have you ever wondered what's really up there in the sky? What's with the bright sun, the fair moon, and all the glittering stars? And what actually guides the entire universe? As a human being, is there a perfect way to live one's life? For our leading character today, these are the questions that he worked on throughout his entire life, starting when he was only a little boy. There once was a little boy named Zhu Xi. He was smart, witty, and had an inquisitive nature. One day, he asked his father a question. Daddy, Daddy, what is above our heads? Kiddo, it's the sky that's above us. Then what lies beyond the sky? This is the first documented story of Zhu Xi, and the curiosity he demonstrated at age four stayed lit throughout his entire life. Zhu Xi lived in the Song Dynasty around 900 years ago. He's a leading figure of New Confucianism, which is basically the broad revival of Confucian thinking and practices that not only took place in China but also elsewhere in East Asia. Chinese people also call Zhu Xi as Zhu Zi. Don't take that name lightly, since Zi here actually means master. Only the greatest thinkers are honored with this character. For example, Confucius would be Kongzi in Chinese. Mencius, another great Confucian sage, is called Mengzi. There's also Laozi, the founder of Taoism, and Sunzi, the author of the Art of War. It's quite impressive to be listed in the Zi Club. Definitely a huge honor. Excuse me. Are you talking about me? I'm really not sure about this title, Juzi. It's a bit too much. Wow! Hello, Mr. Juzi. Is that really you? Such an honor to meet you in person. I've been reading all about your theory and principle and vital force about, you know, the heart and mind, about investigation of things, and your commentaries on the most important Confucian classics. All about your contribution to the Chinese intellectual world. <laughs> you know about my work? It's pretty impressive. Well, How could I not? You're a cultural icon. But first, I'd love to discuss your life stories with you. I read that you passed the high civil service examination at the age of 19. When the average age for such an accomplishment was 35, but you never played a significant role in the national government. How so? Well, I have to admit, it was at least partly out of the disenchantment with the Southern Song government. I was born in pretty tough times when the northern part of our country was conquered. I wished to take back our land, but unfortunately, it wasn't the mainstream policy. So I retired when I was about 30 years old.、And、let me tell you, working on questions such as humanity's place in the cosmos or 
the ultimate truth of the universe is much more fun. <laughs> you say that, but you were a very attentive officer. I recalled that you processed with reforms on taxation and the police force improved the standards of local schools and drew up a code of proper formal conduct. You cared about your people. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I've always cared about my people. As a matter of fact. Devoting myself to philosophy was also an attempt to help people find the best way to live, to become the best version of themselves, and also to jointly build a better society. Speaking of which, philosopher was a major identity of yours, isn't it? For sure, I'd like to think so. So, what was your approach? How did you do research? I mean, without the help of computers or internet or such, how? You kids are so lucky living in this day and age. For me, I would think deeply on my own, read many Chinese classics and history books, not only in the realm of Confucianism, actually in Buddhism and Taoism teachings as well, and read the writings of other fellow scholars. Would you also correspond with them when you disagree with each other? Absolutely. I love debating. <laughs> I think it's the best way to bring different minds together and for different ideas to collide. I remember once I was in a temple called, I believe it was the Goose Lake Temple. Ah, Erhuzi, I remember that. Right, where I had a fierce debate with、uh, the Lu brothers, who were also leading Neo-Confucian scholars. We held different schools of thought during that time. The discussion then was mainly about the best way to reach one's best self. The investigation of things is a must-do if you want to understand how the cosmos work and really become your better self. You have to keep investigating and reading. Mr. Liu, do you agree? No, you don't have to be literate to be a good person. It's about your heart or your mind, not your knowledge. We need to read as many books as possible to understand how the world really operates. Just like we need to investigate things one after another to reach Li, the principle that contains and underlies all things and beings. I think the universe is my mind, and my mind is the universe. The mind is the ultimate source that encompasses everything, including the universe and the principle. There are different principles and rules guiding human society and the natural world. These are two different systems. The universe is in my own heart, and my heart is nothing else but the universe. Mind over matter, my man. So we couldn't persuade each other. Finally, that meeting ended on a sour note. But three years later, greetings, Mr. Zhu Xi. It's great to meet you again. I see you've rebuilt and expanded a school here. You really love building schools, huh? So what's the name of the school? It's so nice to have you here. This is White Deer Grotto Academy. You have to give a lecture here. I think the students would be very thrilled. For sure. I guess it would be rude to decline. On the lecture day, the house was overcrowded. Students from all over the academy gathered in the lecture hall to listen to Mr. Liu Jiuyan. He was analyzing a famous saying from the Analects: "A man of virtue understands and observes what is morally right." While a petty man only has eyes on personal gains, that day he brought the house down. That was a great lecture, Master Liu. You blew my mind. 
a true master. I feel like I've learned a lot from you today. In this sense, you are my teacher as well. As I recall, your theory emphasizes on the value of inquiry and study, including book reading, which contradicts with Mr. Lu's insist on the exclusive value of inwardness. I'm very impressed that the two of you were still able to appreciate each other. Well, it was never really anything personal. We might have had different academic standings, yet we're looking in the same direction: the ultimate truth. So in that sense, it would be such a waste if we weren't appreciating or learning something from each other. I truly admire your enduring passion in learning. Actually, among all your poems and articles, my favorite one is about keep studying and always refreshing one's knowledge. I even visited the place where you wrote the poem. How about we have our next episode there? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, let's take a break and conclude this episode. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe where wherever you tune in. If you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch by email at podcast at cri dot com dot cn, or you can interact with me directly on my Facebook page, Niu Niu Chinese. That's N I U N I U space Chinese. Thanks for your company, and see you next time on Old Wisdom, New Insights.